Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, featuring your hosts, Forbes Riley and Charlie Fusco. In our program, you'll receive the tools you need to live a healthy and successful life, not to mention a fun one. Now, here are your hosts, Forbes Riley and Charlie. Hello and welcome. It's The Good Life here on the radio with me, Charlie Fusco, and the lovely Forbes Riley. How are you doing today, my dear? You know what? I'm good. We're finally back home, back in Tampa, where it's warm and sunny. I had a great time with you in Dallas, Texas. I did have a wonderful time. And, you know, we didn't do anything but stay in that hotel almost the entire time. So it's amazing the two of us can have a blast without actually going anywhere in Dallas, Texas. Well, but that's not completely fair, though. We had that one night at Gillies that we really can't talk about. We can't, except we did post the video to our Facebook page. So the cowboy incident has been Oh, man, historic. where I tied up the cowboy and blindfolded him. And I don't drink. I just got a little carried away with the music, okay? It's all this healthy living. There you go. Well, I'll tell you, I've had a day and a half already. I got to work bright and early at 8 a.m. this morning, and I was at my child's school at 9. Um, there was a lice incident. So, oh, God, I hate that. My daughter had that two years ago. I never had it, and I have been itching all day. I don't ah. have it. I went home. I've had to inoculate my entire house. I had to go shopping. I've got all new bed sheets. You're supposed to wash them. I just threw them out. But I started the morning reading them a book, and we're going to get to talk to the author of that book today. But I started the morning reading them a book called Maggie Goes on a Diet, and well, I'm real excited about our author today because my kids had some interesting commentary about it, and uh, the book itself is getting some very controversial as well as very positive reviews out there. I also read the book to my children, and my daughter is convinced that she needs to take her fruit and dip it in chocolate, that that's going to be her dessert, and my son says, Mom, I love Dad's candy cake. Can we just have this little sponge cake but throw candy all over it? Will that be okay? It's like, <laughs> yeah. We can, and he's like, because I don't like icing. I'm like, okay, we can, that's a good icing. So the, the candy store, it's a very interesting cake. But I am thrilled about our author, and I can't wait for you and I to, to see where we both stand on this issue about his book. So shall we introduce him? Absolutely. We've got Paul Kramer all the way from Hawaii on the big island of Maui. How are you, Paul? Uh, I am fine. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us here on the radio. Uh, we're real excited to talk with you. I know that you've been doing the press tour. You've been on television and radio and pretty much everywhere. Um, did you realize back when you wrote this children's book that you were going to become a, a media maven? No, I, I really it took me completely by surprise. I didn't think I was doing anything but good things and just got flooded with thousands and thousands of emails uh, requesting interviews and telling me why I did this and how could I and children and diets and so on and so forth. 
And all these people didn't even read the book. They just the assumed title. what was in it. It's no, interesting. Now, you've written other books. What was the inspiration behind Maggie Goes on a Diet? Well, re really simply, uh, I wrote a poetry book called Poetry for All the People. And I was, it was, that was only released in the state of Hawaii. And I was at a Boer's signing. And there was a little boy there who asked me if I had any poems there for kids. So I said, well, I have one on bullies. I said, have you ever been bullied? And he says, yes. He says, as a matter of fact, I have. He says, can you read it to me? So I read him the poem on bullies. And he said, why don't you write a children's book on bullies? So that stirred me. And um, I did. I took him up on it. And uh, I wrote a book called Bullies Beware. And that was my first children's book. So that's kind of how I got into writing children's books. Now, That's but most how, of your most yeah. of your children's books haven't garnered the reaction of Maggie Goes on a Diet. So uh, we're going to get into the book and, and what it means to Forbes and I. But tell me, how did the book come about? I mean, going from a, a book on bullies to Maggie Goes on a Diet. Tell me about it. Well, a after, after the, the Bullies Beware book, I try to figure out other issues. I, I, wanna, I knew that I wanted to write about issues that children face. And I wanted to help children kind of deal with those issues in a positive way, learn from their experience, and try by little step-by-step step to overcome their problems. Uh, maybe never completely overcome them, but certainly be able to deal with them in a, in a positive way. So I thought about other issues that children face. And, of course, obesity is a huge issue. And I personally identified with obesity because I struggled with obesity most of my life. So uh, one of the, uh, actually the second book I wrote was Maggie Goes on a Diet. Now, why Maggie as opposed to Mitchell? Well, real simple. Um, the first book, Bullies Beware, the main character was uh, Mikey. And Mikey was obviously a male. And this was the second book that I wrote. So I thought it would be appropriate to write it on a female because the first book was a male. And if I wrote the second book on a male, maybe somebody would say, well, how come you only wrote it on males? What do you have against females? <laughs> now, that's interesting because so. <laughs> uh, when, I, when I read the book, I went the same thing. Well, why is it Maggie and not, and not Michael? But, you know, I think there's something to be said still even that it's almost worse for a girl to be obese or to have a weight issue than a boy. You know, the girls are the ones that get made a lot of fun in school where the boys are just sort of the bigger kid. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I wonder if that's one of the reasons you got so much backslash because, you know, you're talking about our daughters. I, I would say I think you're correct about that, but I, I will say that boys get an awful lot of teasing uh, just as well. I, I, don't, I don't think it matters whether you're a boy or a girl. Uh, if you're obese, you're going to get teased. There's just, there's just no getting away from it. Most kids are, uh, if not mean, they have a mean streak, and they kind of get off on uh, teasing kids. Now, did you do any research about the book, about the character at all, in terms of it being a woman? Obviously, you dealt with the weight issue itself, but did you talk to any girls? No, but before I released the book, I had a number of children read the book from 6 years old to 10 years old to 12 years old, uh, and ask them what they thought about it. And actually, the interesting 
part of this is that none of these kids saw the issues that any of the adults saw or see. They actually thought that Maggie was a cool girl. They would have liked to have been Maggie's friend. They were proud of her. And they, they thought that Maggie deserved her, her good fortune that happened to her as a result of her working so hard to achieve her goal. You and know, I'm assuming, I'm sorry, Charlie, but I'm assuming that a lot of the women who chimed in, who didn't read the book, just were freaked out about the word diet and what oh, it meant to them. Freaked out in a bad way. Um, you know, most of these or a lot of these people uh, have to kind of look at themselves. And if their children are obese, unfortunately, some of the parents are obese or overweight as well. And they have a certain amount of responsibility in what kind of foods they give to their child or what kind of foods they, the child has access to. So I guess there's some sort of a guilt process here, but I don't know. I can't speak for those people. I, I do believe that they mean well and they're, they're, they're trying to do what they consider to be uh, the best thing for, you know, for, for children. Well, let me catch our audience up here. We're talking with Paul Kramer, and he's the author of a controversial new book called Maggie Goes on a Diet. And I want to talk later on in the show about why you might be considering even changing the title of the name. But uh, the book, for those of you who haven't heard about it or had the chance to read it yet, is a children's book. It's heavily illustrated, a uh, great illustration. And it's about a girl who, on her own in the story, gets tired of being made fun of because of her weight and also gets tired of not being good at sports and not being included in social circles. And so she makes the self-decision. There's no parents in the book, and I want to talk about that later on, too. She makes the self-decision to put herself on a diet. And in the course of, uh, I think it's 10 months, she loses 50 pounds, doing everything that I think Forbes Riley tells her fitness people to do, you know, uh, eat healthy, cut out the sweets, do some exercise. And in the process, this girl's life transforms. She becomes the star on the soccer team. She gets a new circle of friends, and she looks amazing. Um, and the cover of the book, Paul, and I want to know the inspiration here, is a girl holding a dress. And she is overweight in, in, uh, as the girl, but in the mirror, she looks thin. Um, so that's the book we're talking about. And as you said, it has a very positive message. What is it about the book? Has there been one thing that people have criticized you the most on? It, I, I read some things about it's unrealistic that if you lose weight, you're going to be the captain of the soccer team and be popular, and that was a, a point of contention. Um, other people well, had problems it, with the cover. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Well, if you don't see. cut her off, Charlie, we'll just keep talking. So go for it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it might be unrealistic that most kids who go on a diet are going to be a school soccer star. But this isn't most kids. This is Maggie, and Maggie is the character that I presented in the book. And every kid is a star in their own right and is an individual, and they will have their own story. Maggie just happened to have, because she couldn't move and bend and run quickly as she wanted to in order to play sports better, she decided to make that positive change, and she worked very, very hard to get better and to run faster and to learn skills to play soccer better. Uh, and as she developed her skills, uh, her soccer team, because of her assistance, began to want, win soccer games, and she became popular because of that. 
and she deserved that fame because she worked hard to develop it. Well, you know, I don't know, I don't know how if long that answers your question, but... <laughs> I think it answers the question great. I know we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes because I want to chime in here about how impressed I was with the character, and I think Charlie said it, but it, it speaks to my message um, very clearly. And Absolutely. the other thing, too, is that when you do something as significant, Megan didn't go on a diet. That's what's so unique about this. Going on a diet Absolutely. is a crash seven-day thing. Maggie went on, I'm going to eat healthy and get on the treadmill and work hard, and that's what she should be rewarded for. Your body just happens to look better when you treat it right. I mean, I was so excited right. by your characters, by your character, that I, you know, I, and I got mad at the people who didn't understand it. So my question to you is, are you going to change the title? No, I'm not going to change the title, but I do want to make everybody happy. So I decided if they don't like the word diet in the book, good, I'll change it. But I'll make an alternate version of the book for those people who can't handle the word diet and call it Maggie Eats Healthier. And so that's what I did. So I now created that's, another version of the book called Maggie Eats Healthier. You know, um, we are going to take a quick break here, but I want to leave the audience with this um, and, and make sure you stay tuned because we're going to um, go into a controversial subject here in the next segment. But according to the dictionary... A diet is defined as the kind of food a person, animal, or community habitually eats. So I want everyone to think about that definition as we go to break. We're going to be right back with Paul Kramer talking about Maggie Goes on a Diet right here on The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie. Stay with us. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique, the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right. This incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. And just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one, but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. 
John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. Well, everybody, welcome back to The Good Life with Charlie Fusco and Neon Forbes Riley. And I'm just very excited about our show today. We have got author Paul Kramer with us, who's written a very controversial children's book, which I would imagine is pretty hard to do. He went and named the book, Maggie Goes on a Diet. And apparently uh, men and women from all over the world chimed in and said, oh, that's not a good thing. No one our children to go on a diet. Uh, but apparently a lot of the, not a lot of these people have read the book because when you did, you realize that's not what Maggie did at all. What Maggie did was eat healthier, exercise a little bit. Her body transformed and she got happier. Well, Paul, what's interesting for me is I did the Maggie route. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about your book. Um, I fought my weight my entire life. I wasn't quite as obese as Maggie. But it was, an, it was an issue, it was a hindrance, and everybody picked on me for most of my life. And when I chose to eat healthier, and that's all that I did, was I started to understand portion control and the value of food. In fact, I redefined the word, Charlie, diet for myself. I know at the break you um, read the dictionary version. I say that D-I-E-T is decisions I eat today. And so it's about making a decision. You know, when the waiter comes by, do you take the bread, do you not take the bread? When they ask you for a drink, do you do alcohol or do you drink water? Those are just decisions you make. But when I ask women all the time, and usually women, what the word diet means, they invariably say, starvation, deprivation, to go on a diet is horrible. Right. So before the break, you posed to our audience and me as well, and I'm sure you have the same thought, what's a better title? Not that we have any right to do this, but Paul, we're going to vote on your book. Is it Maggie Goes on a Diet or Maggie Eats Healthier? So Charlie, you want to chime in first? I will. And before I do, I'd like to encourage all of our listeners right now. There's thousands of you. Uh, go on Twitter. Go to Forbes and Charlie and tell us what you think. Tell us what you would choose. Uh, if you're on Facebook, go on Facebook. Post right now on Facebook and tell us which title you'd like better based on what you've heard so far. But I- I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say I would leave it at Maggie Goes on a Diet. Because? Because it's more controversial, so I think more people will read it, number one. And I think it's a very important book for parents to read with their children, number one. But number two, for me, when you're trying to talk with kids and when you're trying to look at a subject that's difficult when you're talking to kids, you kind of need something that has an action to it. And to me, as long as you do a good job of explaining the diet doesn't mean starvation, but it's a it's a physical choice or a mental choice you're going to make. I think kids need to understand the importance of what they're doing. It's not just about getting healthier or eating healthier. It's about hey, I'm not in a good place and I need to choose to change. And I seeing so many of our youth right now going the opposite direction. I'm not afraid to say give them a little kick in the behind. Well, I do think for Paul to sell more, more books that Maggie goes on a diet is a great title. I would prefer, however, not to show that to my daughter. Um, And I like Maggie Eats Healthier because that's exactly what you're doing. 
And what's interesting about this is we have such a negative stigma with the word diet in this country. And I can't wait for kids to understand what the word healthier eating means. I mean, I think that's so exciting. When Maggie stood there at the refrigerator and, you know, had cake or bread or in her hands, and the next time you see her, she's got celery and lettuce and making healthier choices. That's what this is about because kids need that ammunition. They need to know that it's okay because my kids all the time, my, the birthday party is coming up. When they go to other people's parties, they always say, Mom, is it okay if I don't eat the cake? Well, Charlie, the only reason they do that is because their mom, me, talks about healthy eating all the time. We juice. We, you know, we eat whole foods. We make amazingly healthy choices, and they understand that. But I would hesitate to have my daughter ever go on a diet. So, Paul, how do you may, feel about may this? I, yeah, I, I'm just going to ask you if you would mind if I read one page in the book that would kind of touch touch base on what you just mentioned now. Would, would you mind if I did that? Go we for would it. love it. Okay. This page says, the thought of cutting out junk food sometimes made Maggie sad. She was pleasantly surprised that many healthy foods were actually quite tasty, and for that she was glad. After the first week, Maggie shed a few pounds. It was already easier for Maggie to move and bend up and down. Maggie still ate plenty, but cut down on the sweets. She had more energy and was slowly becoming a better athlete. Once a week, she allowed herself one normal size treat. So I, I think that's important. I think that she's not on a specific diet. She's not counting calories. She's just eating healthy foods and she's eating until she's comfortable. And then she's still allowing herself a treat now and then. Which so. is, again, Paul, and I commend you for that. If you, You've heard so many people on our show talk about different fitness and health plans. And a lot of the things that Maggie did are the same tips and tricks that a lot of our fitness experts tell us here on the show every week. What I want, I've, I've been on the internet and I've been looking at um, commentary that people have been writing about this, just even on the LA Times. There's some very, very dramatic commentary. There's a woman who, uh, you know, b basically says the book's teaching kids to self-hate and it's uh, anorexic bait. There's other people saying that you should never teach a kid the word diet, much less ever encourage them to lose weight. And I look at that and go, really? We should never encourage our kids to lose weight and we should never make them aware that there's a healthier way to go. The, the word diet, I know, Forbes, you and I are going back and forth on it. But do you think, Paul, that it's really – do you think if you had released this book, Maggie Eats Healthier from day one, that anybody would have had an issue with it? Nobody would have had an issue with it. We wouldn't have been talking today because <laughs> there wouldn't have been an issue with it, and it wouldn't have had any controversy. And it probably would not have sold nearly as it will sell today because of the controversy. Although I'm happy with the publicity, I'm not happy with people making statements about the book that are so totally untrue. There, there's a doc, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to continue. This is a doctor, Dr. Sass. Uh, he's a dietary doctor. He has a last name too. I'll just leave it at Dr. Sass. He went on a, a TV show in Florida and actually had the goal to say, this book, says that if you're overweight or obese, that you are no good. That is so unprofessional. That is just distasteful and bothered me to, to no end that 
this person who claims to be a dietary expert can make a statement like that that is so untrue. So why do people do that? I, I can't answer that. I, I can't be in the head of those people. But I do think that people tend to believe what they hear, and, and it's almost like a rumor. Like you tell somebody one thing, and that person tells somebody something else, and before you know it, it goes around, and it becomes a completely different thing. But I do think that the main reason that this came about was because of Maggie looking in the mirror, holding a, a dress that was uh, a lot smaller than her size, dreaming of one day being thinner, and um, uh, the fact that Amazon said that the book was geared from four to eight-year-olds, which I didn't say. I don't know how they got that information. And they also had their, their original description of the book, the summary of the book, which said she went on to become a, uh, a school soccer star. So people said, child diet, go on a diet, soccer star, unrealistic, bad message, etc., etc., And it just, just went on from there. And none of it was the, the truth. None of it was said in the book. Now, I have taken a campaign to get in touch with the bloggers and people who wrote nasty things uh, based upon uh, judging the book by its cover without really knowing what the book said. And it's amazing. There, there are a number of them who have actually written back apologizing. And then when I actually sent them the book, if they could possibly read the book and judge it by its heart, by its content, not by the cover, would they be capable of doing that? And to my pleasant surprise, most of them have come back and said, you know, I'm really sorry. Uh, Maggie is a good role model, and I do apologize. Well, you know, it's so, so interesting because look at Jennifer Aniston. About 15 years ago, her big thing was she lost 15 pounds. She was kind of a second-string actress, lost 15 pounds, and landed the lead on Friends. We hear that story over and over again. Valerie Bertinelli goes on television on a Jenny Craig campaign, loses 40 pounds, and comes back into our lives as a TV star again. You know, we look at Kirstie Alley, who lost all that weight. That's what we focus on. I have to tell you, going on a diet and finding the inner you or the star that was there all along is not a bad thing. You know, what I'm kind of angry at, the people who criticized you, was how shallow and short-sighted they are. We don't seem to complain when somebody is overweight because they've eaten too many, you know, too many donuts or too much birthday cake or too many fast food, you know, dinners, whatever it is, or too much soda, and allow themselves to get out of shape and don't feel great. And, and your health is at jeopardy, too. If you watch the movie Super Size Me and you realize 30 days on McDonald's gave him not only 30 extra pounds but health issues in just 30 days. Right. So that's the war and that's the anger that we should be fighting. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad that you named the book what you did and I'm glad the controversies come out because, one, it points up to me how shallow and short-sighted so many people are. They really do judge a book, quote-unquote, by its cover. But this whole weight issue, and if it's not brought to the forefront, I mean, one-third – of our country is obese. Right. And well, let's it's not, not talk because about they're eating healthy and exercising. It's because they've given in to all the fast food, you know, easy things that are available to us. It's killing us. But Forbes, we can't talk about it because if we talk about it and we call a spade a spade, then we're, you know, creating all these issues. And I guess that's where I'm a little bit torn up with the feedback that you're getting in some of these blogs, Paul, is that, shh, 
Let's not tell our kids anything. Let's not acknowledge an issue. Let's not help them. Let's, you know, McDonald's has been doing all these ads and, and they need help, but let's not talk about it because it may be, you know, negative. Um, so I'm sure we're going to get a lot of backlash on this show too if, if parents don't agree. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, I'd like to talk with Paul a little bit more about uh, what you have in store for us, Paul, because I know you're not done writing books. And I'd love to know what happens next in your life. So stay with us here on The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. With today's outside pressures and current realities, many of us are feeling a loss of control and freedom concerning our lives, business, and where we stand in society. But that can change. Tune in to The Power of the Human Connection with Chris Schultenover. Through the art of storytelling in authentic human terms, we lead you to true and honest realizations and collaborations to better your life and the lives of others. The Power of the Human Connection is heard live Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique, the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right. This incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085 and just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I think we 
we've gained a lot of listeners. Our Twitter is going crazy right now with people commenting on the show. And I'm so glad that, you know, we're at least inspiring a response because I think that's half the battle in life. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, and we have had the pleasure of talking with Paul Kramer. He's the author of the controversial book, Maggie Goes on a Diet. And uh, we've just spent the first half hour of the show talking about the book and the backlash and what we really feel is, is positive about it. But, Paul, a big question that I don't think we've tackled yet and I think is so important to this whole issue is the parents. Maggie has no parents in the book. Well, actually, hang on a second, Charlie. Did you just hear that the courts have ruled to take away a child who weighs 200 pounds from their parents? I did. did. I, I actually have a doctor client who was an expert on the, on the uh, Fox shows that were doing it, and he was in favor of it. He's a cardiologist and a diabetic specialist, and he was in favor of it. So, Interesting. Paul, how do you feel about this? What is that doctor's name? Do you know? Yes, I do. Dr. Fred Vanini. He's been on our program before. Okay. There was a there was a show. He actually there's a video. I don't know if you saw the video with him uh, on Fox and Friends. <laughs> very interesting. He was very much for the book uh, and blasted the woman who didn't read the book, who is against the book for the wrong reasons. So that's very interesting. Well, he you, he actually you, endorses the book. Absolutely. And when you consider the rate of childhood obesity right now and how it's linked to the increase in diabetes in, amongst kids. How can we not look at that and go, look, this isn't about being the star on a soccer team. It's not about going to the prom. It's about living without dying. And that's well, why I'm going back to the parents. Did you consciously make Maggie in the book with no parents? It just worked out that way. Uh, but I, I, I do say to people who ask me about why doesn't Maggie have any parents, uh, if the parents were involved, I would then have to modify my illustrations. I would then have to <laughs> add the parents in the illustrations. Do I make the parents obese, overweight, skinny, whatever average size is supposed to be? Do I make one of the parents, is she a single mother? Uh, do they have two parents? Are they both overweight? And if they are both overweight, then I have to justify and do something and say something about them. Right, so the book Therefore, becomes about them. without talking about them, I don't have to criticize them. Wow, you know, that is so, wow, how interesting, because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, if Maggie's parents are both overweight, how interesting if she inspired them to change. You know, and then, of course, you've got that issue of, like, the mom's overweight, but the dad's not, and vice versa. I, you know, I'm all about, if there's a six-year-old who's overweight, or I see three-year-olds who are huge, walking around with lollipops, and you want to go, look, the kid is not making their own choices, you guys. It is the parent's responsibility. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I get so incensed, and I don't mean to be, I feel like I'm the, the Paul cheerleader over here, but it is all about the parents. I'm inspired about this book because Maggie makes her own choices, and I think that's what's so powerful about the book for me. I, I agree, but, you know, I want to talk to the parents out there, too, that um, are listening and going, you have no idea how hard it is to talk to a child who is uh, overweight, whether it's five pounds overweight or more. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I don't have any idea what it's like to talk to children who have a weight issue. I've got three kids, and God bless them, they all came out almost 10 pounds each, and they basically used all their energy coming out because now they are these thin, uh, healthy, spry little things, and they don't have a weight issue. Um, so I don't know if what it would feel like as a parent to look at your daughter and say, hey, you know, we need to w work out. Um, 
But I do know what it's like to have nieces that are struggling and now they're 18 and they're struggling. And I don't know even the way to talk to them now in a way that doesn't feel conflicted. And I wonder, gosh, if I'd had this conversation when kids are more open and less jaded, you know, b before they're 10, would I need to be worried about it now that they're 18? Well, but, but you know what? We, we both have kids. It's not about a conversation that you bump into somebody at 18 and go, oops, oh my God, my daughter's overweight or my son's overweight. It happens when you're young and it happens with what kind of choices are you making? Does your car drive through the drive-thru? A friend of mine said, that's what she does every afternoon and she's about 50 pounds overweight. And I said, my car doesn't know to drive through the drive-thru. It's a rule in my house. My kids, in fact, jokingly, and Paul, I hope you'll get the humor behind this one, but I used to kind of punch my kids a little bit every time we'd see a McDonald's. And so they associate McDonald's with pain. They're like, oh, great, oh, Forbes. Now we're going to get yanked off the air for child abuse. Okay. <laughs> I think it's more like a flick, but we, I, we don't do it anymore, but we joke about it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a go, flick. She doesn't beat her children through the drive through She flicks them. But here's the thing. And if you ask my kids and they're turning nine without me in the room, they'll tell you they've never been to McDonald's. That's my conversation with them. I don't say it's bad. I simply talk about the value of food. And this is, and I, what I think about Paul, and I'm going to kind of go on a crusade for him and put his book on my website and talk about this because it opens up the conversation. My kids juice. They actually take raw fruits and vegetables and stick them through a juicer and drink raw beet, carrot, celery juice all the time. That's what we do on the weekends. We have protein drinks during the week. I see what happens when we have other kids over who are like, oh, my God, that's horrible. How could you do that? Ew, raw food. So the shift has to happen sooner. We have to talk about the value of what food is and why we do it. We have to talk about why you exercise. We have to talk about how to get exercise back into schools. It was the first thing they cut when all the budgets hit. So now you've got all these kids sitting in school all day, all these adults sitting in an office all day, and going, oh, maybe I should do P90X eventually. Right. I mean, we're sending out such weird messages, and then we look around and go, huh, why is everybody obese? Why, when I travel on an airplane, does everybody seem to need seat extenders? You know, and I think here's, and I want to, I know we have Paul for a couple moments more, and I want to really encourage everyone to get a hold of the book because I read it to my kids this morning before the interview. And I'm going to tell you, I read it to them and I said, hey guys, I want to know what you think. And so I'm just going to read it. And when good stuff, they didn't really say anything, Paul, until I got to, and Maggie started feeling better. And I got a cool from my six-year-old. And then we got to, and Maggie scored a goal. And then I got a cool from my eight-year-old. And then it was Maggie, you know, lost all this weight over 10 months. And I got another cool. The only thing they had to say was cool um, for the book. And so I really want to encourage parents to read it because if you're struggling with um, this issue in your own home, what Paul's done is give you another language or another way to possibly talk to your children about what's really a sensitive topic, but so crucial. And what I want to lead into now, Paul, is you know, obesity or overeating or a weight issue is one of many things that parents struggle with. And I know that you the, in, the you started writing children's books from the bullying aspect, but you're not done yet, are you? You've got some other books that uh, parents might want to get a hold of. Uh, no, I, I guess I do. I have about 25 other children's books that I have written, and most of them are already illustrated, and they will come out in various different intervals. Uh, together with... Um, Maggie Goes on a Diet, uh, which should be in the stores very, very soon, are two other books. One is called Do Not Dread Wetting the Bed, and the other one's called Louis the Lobster Mobster. I think Louis the Lobster Mobster could be a, could be a, a movie. It's, uh, it, it's so beautifully done. But Do Not Dread Wetting the Bed, obviously, is 
for kids not to feel guilty about wetting the bed. It happens. Their bladders are small. They'll get over it. And it's just a, telling them to feel good and uh, having them know that they're not alone. And Louis the Lobster Mobster is represented by a sea, sea world, and it's about um, truth uh, or, or about good versus evil, basically. And that's an interesting book. And some of the future books are Are You Afraid of the Doctor? Uh, Why Are You Shy? Divorce Stinks, uh, which is a great issue. Uh, somebody recommended I did to write a book about that. And another one I'm really proud of that's on my website, uh, alohapublishers.com, is called Zeep Needs More Sleep. And that's about sleep deprivation in children. And it's such a big problem today, a school counselor uh, recommended that I write about that, and I'm very, very proud of it. And I could just see little kids going up to their mommies and saying, you know, I'm ready to go to sleep now, Mom. So I'm, I'm enthused about the future. And I also would like to say that the comments based upon uh, uh, Amazon.com of people who have received their first copies of Maggie Goes on a Diet uh, have been great. Uh, there's also a, a school teacher who is looking forward to the book and has already read it to two of, two of her classes. And the response from the kids are just wonderful. And they don't see these issues that parents see. They just, you know, they, they just don't read, read into those things. They like Maggie, think she's great. And uh, uh, One thing I especially like, uh, this I, I really enjoyed, this is not from an obese girl, this is a, a, a normal-sized girl. I think the book is inspiring because you can change if you want, but you don't have to. <laughs> I think that's just so incredibly wonderful. And that is a great point, and I think that's true because you can change if you want to. And that's really, I think, what The Good Life um, does every week is we bring people options if they want to change. And and I think that's what you're doing here. And uh, I want to thank you so much, Paul. For wait, before, wait, before we go, Paul also has a really interesting announcement about his personal weight loss. Paul, you just did something crazy, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Uh, since I've been on Good Morning America, and uh, obviously uh, I've been told, uh, why are you writing a book about Maggie losing weight when uh, you know, you're not exactly thin yourself? And uh, at that time, uh, I was bordering obesity, and, uh, uh, and I, as I said, I've struggled from time to time throughout my life. But since then, uh, I've lost uh, over 10 pounds and many, many inches, and I do exercise very regularly. And so Maggie has further inspired me as well. Excellent. I love hearing that. So cool, Paul. You're just a cool cat. Thanks so much for giving us time today and uh, for Thank making this so book much. available. Again, guys, uh, join us on our Facebook page. Uh, visit thegoodliferadioshow.com. Join us and on Twitter. And our new wonderful webpage. Yes, absolutely. And we want to hear from you. It, it, you know, if we need to get Paul back on the show, if you want to talk with him, if you ha think we didn't cover something, if you've got another opinion on this uh, hot debate, we'd love to hear it. But we do want to encourage everyone to go to Amazon.com and get a copy of this book. You'll certainly love it. And I know that uh, your kids will like it because I tested it on mine. So thanks, Paul, again. And you're listening to The Good Life Radio Show. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. How has your belief system been formed? Has it been based on others telling you what to believe? Do you desire to make changes in your life that you know will bring you deeper fulfillment? Tune in to The Ripple Effect with Katherine Cloward for your weekly dose of inspiration and encouragement. Whether it be in your business, personal relationships, or family life, this show will help you recognize and trust your intuitive knowing. Catherine and her guests will help inspire you to make fulfilling choices for your life. The Ripple Effect is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique, the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right, this incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085, 800-731-1085, and just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one, but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085, 800-731-1085. If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. Is your computer making your life easier or more of a headache? Are you using all of the tools to make your life more productive and less of a stress? You need to listen to the Microsoft Princess Insider with Melanie Goss, dubbed the Microsoft Princess. Melanie has been a certified expert in all things Microsoft since 1998, and her expertise will have you taking back control of your life and letting your computer handle the efficiency of day-to-day projects. The Microsoft Princess Insider airs live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to The Good Life. Uh, I'm Charlie from 
Francisco. Forbes, you're still with me. I, I feel elated after our interview and with Paul Kramer. Um, what a fun interview and what such an important one in my book. Well, you know, I'm just so on fire about this whole subject because what he did was just open a little crevice for conversation. And it's certainly a road that I'm on, you know, promoting Spin Gym. It's been a very interesting road talking to people about their health and fitness. And it makes me frustrated. I'll, I'll talk to women who are obviously overweight and their arms are large and they'll try Spin Gym going, wow, this is great. I say, if I gave this, you know, they said, but I would never use it. I said, well, if I gave it to you for free, would you use it? And they're like, nah, I would never do that. I'm like, you'd never even exercise? It's nah, I don't really have time to exercise. And I look at people like this and I just, I kind of want to shake them. Yeah. And, and go, look, your life, I've been heavy and I've been thin. Life is a little more fun thin. Why is that? Well, because you fit in an airplane seat, you uh, look good in jeans, and it's just easier. It's, it's actually more fun. And I, But I do on the other side of that, Charlie, and it's interesting, talk to a lot of women who don't want to be noticed. And I found this to be an interesting issue. People pack on weight because they want to be invisible, and they don't want to be noticed maybe by the opposite sex or by people. And I think that's that was one of the saddest things that I've uncovered in my spin gym journey. Yeah, that's interesting. And you know what I would say to that is that life is about choices. And, you know, we've talked before on the show, I have a thyroid condition, which means that I have to really watch what I eat or my weight becomes an issue. And I'm not one of those naturally thin girls. I'm one that, you know, everyone has something quirky about their body. Mine happens to be I got to watch my weight or I'm going to be one of the chunky girls. So I know that about myself. And so I have to make conscious decisions. Do I want you know, to have a drink? Do I want to have that piece of cake? Do I want to really eat healthy this week? And sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. And sometimes you're fine at the size that you are and sometimes you're not. And I think a lot of women go through that, you know, depending on what's going on in their life. Like I'm okay with the size I am right now. It may not be my swimsuit size, but I'm good with that. As long as you're healthy, I don't necessarily know that it matters as long as you're happy. But when well, but see, but you, but you see what you're saying, which is interesting, is that, and this is what Maggie deals with in the book, is that I don't mind if you make choices and you know what you're doing, but I think for all those people who don't realize what they're putting in their bodies, especially what they're feeding their kids, when they go down the cereal aisle and they take something from, right. I, I won't mention the brand name, although I want to, but some of this <laughs> high fructose corn syrup, and you pour you know, cow's milk on that cereal and think that that's a breakfast for your child, and you realize it's basically no nutrition, or families that don't understand how to cook a vegetable and not boil all the nutrients out of it. That comes down to education. This is not, I'm, I'm comfortable being heavier. This is, I'm not educated enough or I don't want to invest and understand. And I used to talk about, you know, do you want to put water in your gas tank? And people say, well, I would never do that. I said, why? And so, because the car wouldn't go. I said, really? But you'll put junk in your body and expect maximum performance. You know, that's why I keep ascribing to Jack Lane. And I talk about how, you know, Jack's whole thing. I had this conversation yesterday. Somebody said, well, you know, didn't he like ever have cake and stuff? I said, Jack's mission every day was to see how many vegetables he could get into his body. So you'd sit with him for lunch or dinner. And didn't matter what restaurant we went to, he would order nine. He'd say to the waiter, nice menu. Now go in the back and find me nine fresh vegetables and chop them up. And he'd pour a little balsamic on that. And that would be every single meal he would do that, Charlie. Then he'd order, order, you know, steamed vegetables and a piece of fish. There was never a dessert. There was never any bread or potatoes or pot ever. And, you know, none of us or most of us are probably not that robotic. But think about his quest every day. How much good food can you put in your body? That's what he was on. Well, and I think, you know, there's the point. It's are you healthy? And, you know, a lot of the times I make choices because I'll go, you know what? My energy level is not where I want it. I don't feel healthy, and, and those are ways that are doing. And so all I'm saying is, you know, life doesn't have to be about being a size four. 
you can certainly be a 12 or a 14 and 16 and be happy, but are you healthy? And that by the comes way, down by to the way, what I you're read saying. your Facebook. Um, you're writing about juicing. What's going on in your house? Yeah, I'm on my Come kick. On. I, I hate juicing. I know you love it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate juicing with a passion, but I do it religiously and I have uh and I don't use recipes, so my juicing tastes like crap. Um oh, I've been no. told that. I'll send you some recipes. I don't Jack want any Taylor. recipes. I get up Forbes, I put the juicer on the deal, I open the refrigerator, I pull out as many vegetables as I can, I shove them in the thing, I drink them down, I have apple cider vinegar, and and you know what? I just do it. And I'm really happy not being happy with juicing. I'm good with it because I get the damn vegetables in my body. I did what I'm supposed to do, but I don't have to like it. I don't no, have to you know the recipe. Actually, I'm so I can I couldn't be prouder of you because you hate it and you're still doing it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And the other day I juiced 15 stalks of celery. 15. Okay, well now, Charlie, let's talk about moderation. You have excessive moderation going but on. Do you know how much celery you have to juice just to get like a drop of juice? So I did, <laughs> and then the entire day, all I could taste was celery. It was like my tongue was sweating celery all day. Oh. I am so sending you recipes, baby, because if you put some apple and some grapes in there, or a little bit of carrot, it kind of tempers this. Nobody drinks 15 stalks of celery, girlfriend. Oh, I do kale, and I, you know what? I don't even put that stuff in there. I want, I figure the worse it tastes, the better it is for me. So I actually go for the nasty stuff, because then when I'm done, I'm like, oh, that tasted so gross. I must be so healthy. I hate it. Yeah. I don't want to suffer. I throw some beets, <laughs> some carrots, and some apples, and you're doing it the hard way. I am, and you know, it's it's you got to make choices in life, and and I I'm never gonna like juicing. Damn it, never, ever. Well, don't you know what? I well, so. but even if you don't like juicing, I not like juicing in your Jack Lalanne juicer. No, hey, <laughs> hey, here's what I'd love to do. I would love to know from our, and I love our new webpage, by the way. Yes. Uh, TheGoodLifeRadioShow.com. We did a really good job on that. But on Facebook and Twitter, I would love some feedback on. Do you juice? Yeah. Um, because I'm curious to see how many people are. I get asked this question probably 10 times a day, whether I'm in a grocery store or in the airport. People say, hey, there's the juicer girl. Hey, you know, do you juice? And I'm like, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I want to get as much nutrition in my body? Because you said a very interesting thing, to get healthier. You know, and that's the important part. I, I, I'm not even joking. I do hate juicing. But I do it. I probably go through about 75 pounds of vegetables a week when I do. Wow, I didn't know this about you. I do. I do. I hate it. I do it. And the reason is, is I can actually feel a difference in my body. And like I said, I've got a thyroid issue. So part of it is I work better. My body, my brain, everything works better when I'm juicing. Um, it sucks in the morning, but I do it. And I think that's what we all have to do is just go out there and go, whether it's yoga or juicing or exercise or God forbid, it's a diet or what is it that makes you feel great? Because if you're feeling great, all those things that happen to Maggie in the book, soccer and friends and all that when you feel great good things happen that's what the good I life's about Paul. I, you know i watched him on the radio interviews and i'm i'm very excited because when you look at him and i encourage you to go to his website and, and look at aloha publishing because he doesn't look like you would expect somebody who wrote this book to look no not at all but I, i'm very inspired by it i loved it i'm really going to ask everyone to you know go to amazon and go to his website and get a copy of this book especially if you've got young children and spend a little time investigating because what we're talking about today really is the truth you know there's so much processed food out there and things that we eat that are not helping us so we get to make decisions as parents it really is our obligation to get educated you know it's okay if we're overweight and we decide that we want to drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes that's okay and that's your choice i'm not going to tell you not to but for the next generation i think our goal should be to educate them to get smart to make good choices and we have the opportunity to do that yeah absolutely. and do it before it's too late 
Absolutely. So uh, join us on our Facebook page. Join us on our website. Follow us on Twitter. We're doing some really exciting stuff here on The Good Life. And our audience keeps growing. So thank you for that. We're going to be back next week with more for you. And uh, here's to hoping everyone else is living a good life too. All right. Go out there and make it a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again for tuning in to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie. Make sure you join Forbes Riley and Charlie Fusco again next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, have an exciting week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.